This podcast is brought to you by Saturday Avenue Productions, honey. This is Pamela Roxanne, and you are listening to the Pamela Roxanne Show. Today, I have a bomb guest in the building, as I always do. You know, I keep it fresh, I keep it hot, I keep it new, I keep it exciting. And we have Laura Powers in the building today. We have she's a celebrity psychic and a multi-author. And we're going to talk about all her books. We're going to talk about her celebrity readings. We're going to talk about how she got this gift. We're going to talk about all those things, spirituality, all those things. So make sure you stay tuned and make sure you follow, like, and subscribe this episode and all the episodes in the future. I want to thank everybody for listening so far. It's been dope. Now that your response has been dope. The episodes have been dope. I want to thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So we're going to go ahead and get on started with this episode. We're going to um, push forward, move forward. I hope you're doing good. I hope everybody's staying COV-19 free and everything's cool at your crib. I'll be right back. We're more with Laura Powers, celebrity psychic. So it's psychic to the stars. Hi, everybody. This is Pamela Roxanne, and you are listening to the Pamela Roxanne Show. I have a wonderful clairvoyant guest today. I have Laura Powers in the house. How are you doing, honey? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. It's a, you know, a lovely Friday. Uh, I know, with it's the so cor- weird now with coronavirus because like every day just feels like it's <laughs> you know, it, not that normal appreciation r- for me anyway. <laughs> right. Are you staying quarantined and, you know, away from folks? Yeah. I mean, so I normally travel full time. So typically four to eight cities in a month. And now I'm just at my house, just, you know, kind of inside, which is definitely a, a shift for me. <laughs> Understood. Understood. But you get you get your fingers work. You have been a writer. You've been a, you're a clairvoyant. You're an actress. You're a model. You're a producer. You're a singer. You're a speaker. You are so busy. I'm sure you have the house in a business office. Yeah. No. I I work from home. But yeah, I do wherever I am. I am busy and very creative. So doing a lot of creative things right now. And because I'm a psychic, a lot of what I do is channeled. So that helps me with with uh, my productivity, I guess, because I do things very quickly as a result of that. Okay, okay. Understood. Do you, when did you realize that you had these clairvoyant abilities? So ever since I was little, I was like the kid in the sixth sense where I saw and sensed ghosts. And I actually thought I was crazy for a long time because other people didn't see what I did. And then when I was in college, a family friend described a ghost I'd seen but never told anyone about. And this was a real changing moment for me. It it was the point where I realized I wasn't crazy. And that was both comforting and kind of terrifying at the same time. And I did try to block out my abilities for for many years because I just didn't really know how to handle them. And then fast forward many years, I was in a really bad place in my life. This was during the recession. I was sick. I was unemployed, you know, in this bad marriage, uh, just really kind of confused in my life. And I went to a psychic and she explained how when I shut out my abilities, I also blocked out my intuition, which made sense. So I said about, you know, taking classes and setting the intention to open up my intuition and abilities. And I had this incredible angelic visitation experience. And that's when everything really changed for me. So it's been there ever since I was little, but I didn't really acknowledge it and face it till you know, really about 10 years ago. And I've heard, I've heard you tell that story before, but no one, I wanted, no one had asked you, had 
Did you describe the ghost back to the person? Did you tell them that I know who you're talking about? So, I mean, usually it wasn't even a context of there was anyone to tell the, you know, tell. I remember asking my mom when I think I was maybe seven or so if she saw things and I knew based on her response that she didn't know what I was talking about. So I usually just kept it to myself. Uh, but there were some times that were confusing because, like, I didn't even realize that what I was seeing was a ghost because they looked so solid to me. So, like, one time I called the cops on a ghost because I thought it was an intruder in the house. And then when the cops showed up and, like, everything was locked from the inside and nothing was missing and, you know, I couldn't see him anymore. And then it was like, oh, I, I realized, you know, what had happened, that this wasn't a physical person <laughs> okay. that other people could see. So it was confusing to me, and I just really didn't talk about it. And, and they would just show up. So it wasn't like it was necessarily a, a person that someone knew and, you know, I could, like, make a connection. You know, they were just kind of around. Do the bad experiences balance with the good ones? Well, I mean, I think that's always the case. There is this balance of, of the less dark forces. And so much of it for me was about just learning how to manage it so and how to have boundaries. So how to have physical boundaries in our life. Like, you know, you have a house and a, a room and a door and you close in and you don't let, you know, random people in and things like that. But we haven't really been taught to have energetic or spiritual boundaries. So I had to learn how to do that because for me, that was extremely important. Um, there's a movie with... Gervais where he dies and like comes back to life and then he can see all the ghosts and they're all like attracted to him and it was kind of like you know because I could see them they were attracted to me and I needed to learn how to say no you know I don't want you in my space right now if I talk to you I'll talk to you at this time and when I got my psychic training that's really what a lot of it was about was learning how to set up those boundaries so that I wasn't inundated all the time and you say you learned I saw you and other interviews talk about learning how to use your powers through other teachers and what do they teach you how to do? So it cut out a little bit. Were you just asking me about how to use, how I learned to use my powers? Yeah. Yes. Um, with the, I heard you say that the, uh, teachers, the medium teachers taught you how to use your powers. Uh, when you sought out teachings, what were those teachings? Like what did people teach you how to do to hone in on what you were doing? Oh, sure. So, yeah. So it's literally practicing, you know, how to invoke the guides. That's really important. How to ask for protection. So for me, I work a lot with angels to connect with them, ask them help, how that works. And then literally just practicing using my abilities at will. So how to focus on spirits, um, see them not just when they were presenting themselves, but when I wanted to see them, how to communicate with them. It's definitely by communicating on a different frequency. So it was learning how to tune into that frequency and then focus on it at will and then how to have those boundaries. And then one of the big things I had to learn how to do was how, was how to help ghosts cross over. So there was a teacher that's literally what she did was to help ghosts. And so she taught me how to do that. <laughs> so as funny as that sounds, I had to learn how to do that, even though I had this kind of innate ability to sense them. And on the soul kind of energetic and spiritual level, I think I could do it. I didn't know how. And so all these things were really important. So I had many, many different teachers over the years that have helped me. And then as I've gotten to be a professional psychic, it was just really learning as I went different patterns and how things operate. Do you use crystals or tarot in your working or anything like that? So in the beginning, I, I did use crystals and 
I think they can be very helpful when you're learning to tune into different energies or you need a boost. I don't really use them anymore. I think they can be a wonderful tool, uh, but I just don't feel like I need the assistance um, in the way that I needed to before. And in terms of tarot, I, I know how to read tarot, and I actually started reading tarot for myself because I thought it was helpful to check in and, and get guidance um, for myself. Um, and then I do it for parties and things like that. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm an expert tarot reader, but I do know the basics. Okay. It's pretty wonderful. I actually find tarot to be pretty insightful. I use, My aunt taught me how to do it, and I'm, mm-hmm. it, it's very insightful to me. And I've never really sought out psychic intervention before, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but this is very interesting and eye-opening. For someone yeah. like me or someone who's listening who might never have been to a psychic or know what what the dealings are. Yeah, I think tarot can be a great tool as well. I think for myself, since I'm clairvoyant, um, a lot of times it's easier for me to just kind of tap into those direct messages that I get. Um, but I do think that tarot can be very helpful. And also if you learn to read for yourself, sometimes we have a, a blind spot for ourselves. So cards and various divination tools can be helpful you know, for psychics themselves. <laughs> true, very, very true. I do. I did hear you talk about uh, as being one of the tools that when your ears pop there, it means angels could have been entering the room? Yeah, yeah. So they're on a different vibration or frequency than we are. So when they come into our energy field, it can literally make our ears pop. So very much like when you're in an elevator or, you know, driving up in the mountains and the elevation changes, your ears pop with that. Of course, you're still physically in one pace, in one place, excuse me, but it's their energy frequency has shifted, which makes the the energy in the air shift. <laughs> and when you said that, I was thinking it's good to know the good ones, but I think it's also good to know the bad ones. Are there other signals for things that could be negative in the room? Oh, sure. So generally, so I've done quite a bit of paranormal investigation work. So for example, when there's a ghost in the room, the temperature will often drop. And with it's the opposite, actually, they, you know, especially Archangel Michael, when he shows up, it can get quite hot, warm, like, you know, women of a certain age will think they're having a hot flash when he shows up. Um, and so when there's a sudden cold, that could be a sign of, um, at least an earthbound spirit. I, I'm not going to say they're, they're, you know, bad or evil, but um, certainly they're a lower vibration. Um, other things to watch out for is when you, I, you know, if you have like weird goosebumps, um, there's goosebumps that can feel good and there's some that feel like not good or uneven. That's something that's negative. There's different types of beings. So they each have a different kind of um, energy frequency. So for example, if a fallen angel is around, um, you will often find a lot of like, um, dark hairs or just hairs in general, but I found that frequently they're, they're dark in color like randomly showing up in places where it doesn't make sense. Um, like I said, the, the weird goosebumps, um, watering eyes, and also just feeling very emotionally and psychologically triggered for no reason. Um, those are all things to watch out for. Okay. Okay. I hope everybody had a pen. We're going to head into a quick <laughs> little break. <laughs> Real fast, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk more about her books. There's a bunch of them. I want to talk more about the books. I want to talk about your experience with Amy Winehouse. Um, I watched that video. I want to know more about this. I'm excited. We'll be right back. Okay. Make sure that you guys listen to the Pamela Roxanne playlist that are about to play. They're available exclusively on Spotify. You type in Pamela Roxanne, you click the cartoon of me, and you enjoy yourself, honey. We'll be right back. 
Hey everybody, we are on the Pamela Roxanne Show. We are back, and I'm your lovely host, Pamela Roxanne. I have a wonderful guest still in the building. This is Laura Powers, a wonderful Hollywood clairvoyant. How are you doing once again? Amazing. Great, great. And so I do want to talk about your books. There's uh, The one that really stood out to me was Angels and Manifesting, because manifesting has been something that's really trendy, I feel. And I, there has to be things that people get wrong about trying to manifest things in their lives. Are, do you find that? Well, I think sometimes there's like a piece that's missing. So, for example, I I think there's a lot to, you know, what they talk about in the secret and your intent and, and you know, what you want, um, faith and belief. I think those things are important. But one of the things I wrote about in Angels and Manifesting is also what can block your abilities to manifest, because I think that's equally as important as what you're trying to do to create it is what you can do in your life that blocks whatever you're wanting to bring in. And there's several things in there that I think are really important. And one is, for example, really paying attention to what you're choosing in your life. Because you can think about and, you know, try to bring in what you want. But if you're choosing something that's different than that, then the universe is going to respond. It's kind of like, you know, what are you saying you want and what are you actually doing? And the choice of what we do in our lives is always going to have a much stronger weight than whatever we think about we want. So the analogy I give to people is that our, uh, you know, world is very much like a Netflix queue. Do you watch Netflix? Oh, yes. Yeah, I think most people do at this point, especially during coronavirus time. You know, so the way that it works is there's this algorithm, right? And so whatever you watch, it kind of pays attention and then it sends you more things like that. It suggests things to you, right? And the universe is like that. So whatever we're choosing, whatever we're acting on, whatever we have in our lives, The universe is like, okay, more of that. So even if it's something we don't like, if we're choosing it, we will get more of that. So that's one important to really think about and monitor in your life. It's like, what am I accepting or choosing to have in my life that is something that I don't want? And then make shifts to change and, you know, release those things that aren't aligned you want to bring into your life in the future so that's something really really key and the other thing uh, about that is just you know energy so is your energy going to people or situations that aren't aligned with you and draining you and if if so then you don't have much energy for your own kind of energy and manifestation and where do the angels come in because that book it has it together why why yeah. would the angels Yes, because the angels are also extremely powerful. That's another thing most manifesting books don't do is help you learn how to bring in the angels to magnify your manifesting abilities and also to help you with release whatever it is that is blocking you. So angels do honor our free will. And when we invite them in, when we ask for their help, it gives them permission to step in and intervene. So this is a really, really important step because they can give us guidance on, on what to do to make our manifestations come true, as well as literally help us with with bringing things, you know, bringing them in for us, as well as help with releasing whatever is keeping those manifestations from us. Okay. Okay. Now tell me about channeling Amy Winehouse on your YouTube channel. You guys can go search the video. It's available on YouTube right now. Can you tell me about yeah. that? Yeah. So I, ever since I started channeling, you know, celebrities have started showing up, which was at first really strange for me. I was like, why is Frank Sinatra here? This is so bizarre. Hey, there's Abraham Lincoln. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it took me a while to to understand, you know, that 
spirits are wanting to communicate and share their messages even after they cross. Uh, and Amy Winehouse is one that I've always really resonated with. Like, I've always really felt connected with her. And I was working with a television producer who wanted some of my channelings on camera. So I thought, I thought okay, I'll, I'll do that. And I, I decided to channel Amy Winehouse. And it really honestly shocked me because as soon as I opened the channel, I could just really feel her emotions and I started crying on camera which is not something that I typically do but I could just really feel you know how sad and all the challenges that she went through really beautiful soul I think she had a lot of struggles and she is still you know there on the other side helping people wanting to create music she talked about how she still wants to create and wants to partner with people to create music on the other side or from the other side and yeah, it was a really moving experience. So yeah, you, you can watch that video if you want to check it out and see more of what she says. Because when I channel, I basically am relaying what that spirit said. So I, I basically was speaking, you know, what she wants people to know and what she learned in her life. That's really interesting. And it was moving. It's moving to watch. Make sure that you guys go out there and check that out. And yeah, I do want to talk about, because uh, you said the human energy is a garden. And it's, yeah, yeah. Well, our, the, our energy field is like a garden. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, like a garden, right? It's a metaphor, not an actual garden. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, what are some key things that people should consider having in their garden or just around themselves and knowledge? Yeah, so I think when we think about a garden, you know, what shows up automatically unless things are planted are, are weeds, just kind of whatever's there. And our lives are very much like that. You know, we, we get whatever we get and then it's up to us to cultivate what we want it to be like. I mean, do you want to make a maze? Do you want like flower garden? Do you want lots of fruits and vegetables? You know, an orchard, it's all up to you. You just have to cultivate it and re remove whatever isn't aligned with what you want to create in your life. And a lot of lower energies, um, you know, ghosts and things will show up. And those, those are the kinds of things that will just be there, you know, unless we remove them or unless we say, no, I don't want you in here. And then also, I think a lot of, you know, what we would think of as energy vampires or people that drain us could be like that as well. It's up to us to say no and then to plant those seeds. What do we want to create in our life? And, and I mean that in terms of, you know, relationships, in terms of, you know, opportunities, situation, our livelihood. One of the things that's happening right now with coronavirus is that I think a lot of people feel like the rug has been pulled up from under them. Um, and in many cases, that was because things aren't aligned. And now it's time for them to kind of replant their garden. Like, what do you want to create? And, you know, know that some things take time. You know, when you, you plant, you know, there's some things like I just planted bok choy the other day. It comes up in like a day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then if you plant like an oak tree, that's going to take a while for that to really come up. And, you know, but it's some things take longer than others. But the most important thing is for you to really think about what you want, have the patience and then cultivate that in your life. Okay. And lastly, before we get out of here, I want to ask you, do you have any advice for someone else who might have had the same experiences as you when you were younger and didn't know what, what was happening? Sure. Well, I think learning and, you know, finding teachers that can help you is super important. You know, there's teachers all over and now with online, it's really opened things up, you know, so that you can access them no matter where you are, even if you're a small town or something where there aren't psychics. Um, I teach, I teach online as well. And, you know, learning as in as many ways as you can. When I first opened up to my abilities, I was reading voraciously, like, you know, a book 
every day or two about these things and, you know, watching YouTube videos, just learning, be like a, a sponge in terms of um, this type of work. Uh, and then absolutely getting training is imperative. You know, you can have really strong abilities, but if you don't get training, they can, your abilities can kind of run you in a way. And so it's really important to learn and, you know, any other thing, you know, music, sports, whatever, we take classes, we practice, and it's just as important to do that in this area as well. Okay. Okay. I hope you guys loved this interview as much as I did. I'm going to put the links to all, uh, the titles to all your books in the description for anybody Great. who wants to indulge. There's a bunch of them. It's Archangels and Ascendant Masters, Life After the Afterlife. Oh, can you tell me before we get out of here, uh, about the afterlife, anything that you could tell anybody who might be concerned or worried for someone who's sick or, you know? Yeah, I think that's such a good point right now. You know, that when we cross over the light, which is like a gateway or portal, opens to the other side, and then souls cross, and it's lovely on the other side. You know, every single person that I've, I'm aware of, at least, who's had a, a near-death experience always says how amazing it is over there and they're hesitant to come back either or reluctant to come back. It's wonderful. It's a beautiful experience and nothing to fear. So please, if you are fearful of your own transition or have loved ones with art, just know that it's a wonderful, beautiful process and that people feel very loved and supported. And then once they get over to the other side, it's, it's a big relief and it's beautiful and wonderful over there. So I just hope that alleviates any stress or worry about, you know, transitioning for people. I was thinking about what you were saying about the celebrities showing up in the spirit today. And I was thinking mediums are probably celelebrities in the afterlife because if you want to talk to your loved ones, you yeah. have to, you know, everybody's it's, coming to find you to get their message very, out. It's very true that not that many people who do this here, right? And so they are sought out. And I have learned, for example, when I have a client to ask if there's anyone in particular they want to talk with. Because when I open up the channel, sometimes there will be many, many, many people <laughs> that are waiting to talk or want to talk, you know, because they just don't have that opportunity very often. So, yes, um, those with disabilities are sought after both, you know, in this life as well as from the other side. And, and if you have these abilities, I don't think that's an accident. I really encourage everyone who has any, you know, feelings of intuition or feels like they might some of this or maybe you did when they were a child to really cultivate it because it's definitely a, a much needed feeling ability right now. And it's really helpful also for you to be able to have that connection. Else. Couldn't agree more. I want to thank you so much for stopping by the party today. I thank you so much, Laura. You guys, my pleasure. <laughs> go follow her on all the things available. I'm going to put it in the description. Do uh, you want to give them your uh, social media? Sure. So I have a podcast, Healing Powers Podcast, where we talk about this kind of stuff all day long. And then I'm on Instagram at LauraPowers44. I'm on Facebook at Healing Powers, which is the name of my company. Website is HealingPowers.net. And then if you want to email me, it's bookings at LauraPowers.net as well. All right. I'm going to say goodbye to these people in my house. You stay on the line. And thank you guys for listening today. There will be a song playing right now from the Pamela Roxanne playlist. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm sure it's enjoyable. So I need you to bob your head and enjoy yourself. Thank you so much for coming again, Laura. And I'll see you guys next week with something grand.